you're listening to the Carers Inc. podcast, bringing you weekly episodes full of information used for unpaid carers in Eastern Martinshire. So grab a coffee or a tea and enjoy the episode. Hello, I'm John, your host, and uh, joining me is uh, Katie. And uh, this week we are on episode 20, I believe, and uh, we are Got something quite excited lined up, haven't we, Katie? I think we've got something very relaxing lined up, John. <laughs> Good. <I laughs> very sleep-inducing lined up. <laughs> I'm giving clues, folks. <laughs> so we, we, uh, we, as promised, we we asked Vivian back, and she very graciously uh, um, uh, came back, and 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 uh, and she's going to talk to us about uh, sleep, and uh, especially now because, of course. Um, I think during the, the lockdown, I think some people have either been sleeping too much or other people have not been sleeping at all. So uh, it'd be good to get some hints and tips. So, um, Vivian, thank you for coming back. No, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been really, it was, it was great the first time. So I really appreciate inviting me back. That's fantastic. So, um, I mean, just to say this is the uh, third episode in our health and wellbeing series. And... Uh, and I think we're going to be having another one with yourself around contact tracing because that's something we talked about last time. But back to this subject of 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 sleep, I suppose the first thing to ask is, what is sleep? Sleep is when your body, um, I'm going to say, shut down, shuts down for a period of time. It doesn't really shut down. What it, your body does do is sleep gives your body the chance to carry out vital functions that it can't necessarily do when you're awake so that that is things like cell growth cell repair um which which we all need cells to live um and also um that can support a healthy immune system etc it gives your vital organs time to kind of relax your heart starts to slow down your pulse rate rests and you and you your body is in a state uh, more in a state of relaxation. So it's a really really vital part of everybody's schedule. It's a it's a very very vital part of your health and well being and your physical well being as well. So so why then? I mean, you've talked about cells regenerating. So why is it important? What happens to our cells that we need to regenerate them? And what's important about sleep itself? So sleep itself, so your cells um, need to regenerate um, because um, because cells die off and they need to regenerate and your cells uh, really make your, make your body function. Uh, your vital organs make your body function, but there's got to be a point in time that they start to relax and, and et cetera. But the other benefits of sleep are that um, I like to think of, so, so if you look at your memory, so when you're taking in all the information of a day and it gets stored into your memory, when you sleep, I like to think of it as a filing cab as filing cabinets. I always think of my brain as filing cabinets. Um and and different filing cabinets. And what your what when you sleep, what your brain does is it sorts out all everything that happened, all your thoughts of the day, and shifts the most important ones into your long-term memory so that that allows you that gives you a long-term memory if that makes sense um I'm not, I'm not a neuroscience but from what my understanding is about your brain activity your brain activity starts to slow down um 
during during some parts of sleep because we talk about we can talk about and we'll do that later the transition of sleep during a cycle of sleep so it can sort out so your memory gets sorted out and all the things you remember either gets forgotten about or gets fired into your long-term memory um, it, it helps you relax your body then starts to relax as I say everything starts to slow down um, during the transitional phase into sleep your, your body starts to relax more which is essential for you to process a very very busy day and your ultimately your your mood is much better when you've you've slept well ultimately and we, we can all see that your mood is much better when you sleep well um and it lets us um, we, we're going back to the stress um podcast that we did we talked about the, the five steps to good men, mental health and that's all about having and physical health and that's all about getting good sleep one of its one of the points is getting good sleep um because it makes us healthier physically and mentally makes us eat better um, it makes our social connect connectiveness better because we're less stressed and we're more relaxed um so yeah it allows us to balance hormones etc etc so sleep is really essential um and we spend about a third of our life roughly sleeping so it's really important one of the one of the questions i i often get asked when i'm doing my um, sort of the health and well-being um, sessions in the past was how many hours should you actually have? So that's a really difficult one because it, it varies from person to person. Um, roughly between seven and nine hours is the general consensus as to how much an adult should get sleep. Teenagers are slightly different. Babies are obviously very different. So, um, And it's not a myth that teenagers need to sleep more because that they, they do they, they sleep more and sometimes um obviously that can show in their mood when they've maybe been up later or not but teenagers do need to sleep more it's a biological fact and we know that so babies obviously need to sleep sleep more for a variety of reasons developmental reasons etc but uh, as an adult between seven and nine hours and does that change as you get older because i've often heard older people say they feel they need less sleep i don't know whether that's that's true or not I think it can do. Your body can maybe get into a pattern of um, sleeping. For older people, yeah. I mean, lots of people go, lots of people's go, people go through transitions in their life. And so um, you'll have periods in life where you don't sleep as many hours as seven to nine hours. And um, we think about new parents, they, they'll, there's no way they'll get between seven and nine hours of, 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 of undisturbed sleep. And this, that can go on for, for many, many years. And again, um, you know, when you're raising a family, unlikely that you'll get that that amount of sleep. Um, and then as you get older, yeah, sometimes you maybe will feel less tired because your level, your activity levels might drop, etc. So yeah, you go through different transitions in life with sleep. So then, if it, if the amount can change, how do we know that we're getting enough sleep? How what's what are the signs of that? <laughs> So there's a variety of signs that you you can mentally and physically see um, when you're not getting enough sleep. And it, it can be harmful, both physically and mentally, for you not to have enough sleep. Um, what is it worthwhile going through what happens when you sleep before we go to is that is that what happens? So again, I'm not a neuroscience scientist, but Roughly, there's there's several transitional stages to a sleep in, in any one night. So 
the first thing you start to do is you get into the the situation where you're transitioning from being awake to, to sleeping and that involves two different types of hormones so in the morning when it's bright and sunny in inverted, in inverted commas in Scotland um, your body starts to produce cortisone to wake you up and we spoke about that as a stress hormone but it's a good hormone it's like a coffee it's like a, a good jolt of caffeine that's what gets you up in the morning and that's what's produced when you start to wake up in the morning um, and that's what makes us up um like like daylight cortisone is there to uh, cortisol sorry is there to get get you get you up and up and running for the day that kind of keeps us going on, on normal levels that will keep us going throughout the day and then um as as nighttime starts to fall and as as the time starts to get later, um, your body clock, which runs on a 24-hour cycle, um, starts to get into rhythm. Um, and that naturally just happens. So your body clock starts to tick in over a 24-hour period. And you then end up um, getting a higher dose of melatonin in your body. So basically what happens is that your melatonin starts to rise and your cortisol levels start to drop. And that's when you start to feel sleepy. And from there, um, you then start to transition. When you're ready for bed, you start to transi a transition phase into sleep. And that would involve, that involves you, as I say, starting to feel sleepy um, and feeling yourself drift off if you're lying in bed, etc. The second stage from your transition and your drifting off into sleep comes into um, what we call a second stage of light sleep. And it's called non rapid eye movement or non-REM, which you'll, you'll hear probably terminology like REM sleep, etc. And non-REM is where you start to progress from a light sleep into a much deeper sleep. Now, the hours of that depends on, lots of studies have been done around that, and the hours that you sleep in non-REM sleep depends from person to person. But but most people will, will go through these transitional phases. So light sleep, um, into as you drift off into light to moderate sleep and then you hit quite a deep sleep called non-REM so non-rapid eye movement and that's when your blood pressure starts to drop it's when your heart rate starts to drop it's when your brain activity starts to decrease as you go into a more relaxed sleep and into a deeper sleep from that what you then transition to is REM sleep which is rapid eye movement and that involves your body actually working almost like you would be when you were awake and that's when dreams happen so so REM sleep your your eyes will move although maybe obviously you won't sleep you'll be asleep but if you ever watch somebody sleep if you um, you, you can see them being a wee bit more active um they'll maybe twitch a wee bit more so and they'll maybe move their arms a wee bit more um usually their limbs usually their limbs don't tend to move so you're not in the position that you're awake you're still you know you're still very much asleep but it's the time that you start to dream um and it's that point where you you'll start to you can at some point remember your dream because you're it's almost like you're you're awake but you're not um and interestingly it's it's only mammals and birds that get into REM sleep and as I say your brain activity during REM sleep is almost like you're awake anyway that it's the same it's the same response as when your body and your brain's awake so it's, it's really interesting but that's when you'll start to dream 
and some of some people can remember their dreams and some people just never remember their dreams and then and th and so that's how the transitions tend to work roughly in, in kind of layman's terms that's roughly how your sleep transitions work um when when we don't get a, a good night's sleep um and i appreciate for carers that's really really hard to get a really good night's sleep undisturbed what can happen is um your so physical symptoms will be your eyes will become puffy um you you might start to eat more um so that so as so you might have to, you might crave more carbohydrates you might crave more sugar to keep your body going in the thought that your body might go so we've all been to that we've all been there when you've not had enough sleep and you really feel and and roughly one day won't make a difference one day won't make a difference if you have a day of sleepless a sleepless night that's kind of okay um but two to three days you'll really start to see the physical and mental symptoms of not having enough sleep so as i say you might crave more carbohydrates you might crave more sugar you'll have puffy dark circles under your eyes etc and kind of mental mental side effects will be that you'll be perhaps more confused, feeling more stressed and anxious, um, not being able to, as I say, not being able to concentrate on, on, on tasks. So, and, and long-term, that can be more damaging for your body. And I suppose one of the things I'm thinking about is um, people's attitude towards their sleep. So some people may be worried about their sleep and that in itself is almost like a vicious circle because then they don't sleep and and then and they could have long pe periods of insomnia. So, so I mean, I, I would like to ask what what can people do to uh, get into a a good sleep culture, a good sleep um, regime? This can be difficult for anybody. Most of all, you know, absolutely with carers as well because they might be up through periods of the night, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and so that that is really difficult. So these techniques are general, general kind of techniques to perhaps lower anxiety because I think everybody has at one point in their life suffered from poor sleep, and the worst the worst thing is lying waking, worrying about it, and worrying how you're going to get through your next day with absolutely no sleep, and that just keeps you awake. Um, so you the best thing to do is try try as best you can and get into some sort of sleeping pattern or sleeping schedule which means boringly trying to get to bed at the same time every night and but getting up at the same time every day trying not to have lions trying not to have late nights especially if you are a poor sleeper um i know people that can go to bed at any point and wake up at, at, at any point personally my body doesn't do that i can go to bed at three in the morning and we'd still be up at six half six in the morning and that's not enough sleep for anybody. Um, so trying to have the time that you will be in your bed ready to ready to sleep is really good. And setting your alarm for the same time every day. If you set alarm instead of lying in, is good. A lie in now and again is is nice. It's lovely. A late night if you're watching Netflix, Tiger King, etc. Anyone that heard the last podcast, <laughs> obviously, is worth staying up for. But um, I'm being sarcastic. But of in general, you need to go to your bed at the same time, and you need to wake up at the same time. So tips to allow you to do that is that you need to start a bedtime routine. So that if you're if you're lucky enough to be able to get a bedtime routine, that could be for me. 
And my top tip would be switch, don't switch off your phone because you obviously can't switch off your phone, but try not to use it an hour or so before your bed. That's my that's my top tip. Get your laptops off, try not to work. Um, and if you do need to use your phone, try and dim the light. Most smartphones, you can dim the light slightly. But for me, one of the massive, massive issues for me is getting off that phone and, and shutting it down. Now, you might need, I use mine for an alarm, but I definitely, I, set, I try and set it an hour before I go to my bed and then don't touch it again. And if you do try and dim the, the screen, because that blue light that comes off the screen is, is really um, detrimental to, to good sleep, especially on a regular basis. Um, it just keeps you awake. So, so try to take, take away all your IT. Um, some people say watching the TV helps. Um, so that's a personal preference if you've got a TV. Maybe if you need a TV in your bedroom to help you go to sleep, maybe put it in a timer if you can so that you're not lying awake so it can switch itself off automatically. I don't know if my TV does that, but some people's do. Um, I, I spoke about um, the last time about exercise and things and how, how beneficial it is. It's beneficial to sleep as well. If you're tired, if you're physically tired, then your body has no, you, you have to sleep. And it's really hard to get physical activity and regular physical activity when you're a carer and I understand that. So why not use housework as a positive instead of, I hate doing housework, but I've tried to rethink of it as a bit of a positive that I know that it'll help me be physically active for however long and help um, my body become quite tired. So try and use housework or try and get out for a walk, brilliant, um, during the day or even a wee bit before uh, you go to sleep. It's always nice to go out for a wee wander just before bed. Um, you could take a bath to prepare for sleep, take a bath, read a book. Um, another top tip for me, which works really well, is um, keep a notepad beside your bed and write things down that you need to do the next day if you're, if you're worried that you're going to forget it. Um, so that's really helped me because I used to what I used to do is text myself all the time and that would lead to me then going on to do something else on my phone and going on to do something else on my phone so trying to keep a notepad beside your bed um, reading really helps me um, get away um, get, get, get better sleep um, but that's not to say for me um, I like to read the same book and the, most of them are cookery books bizarrely um and very very old cookery books so something for me that I can know that I can just switch off and I don't have to think about really really helps me so yeah so reading really helps me as well and um, you could also try listening to some relaxing music whatever you do don't lie and worry about going to sleep if you're going to lie and worry about going to sleep just you might as well just get up read your book listen to some music etc overall watch what you eat before you go to your bed so don't eat spicy things don't eat things that are going to upset your tummy don't drink too try try to cut down your caffeine if you're really not a great sleeper try to cut down your caffeine um try and drink decaf tea or like a hot milky drink will will really help as well um so that those 
sort of tips if you can can really help but if you get into some sort of routine that you enjoy then that makes things a lot better and you keep to that routine on a daily basis I like to keep things beside my bed as well um nice hand cream that smell nice um I'm not a massive fan of lavender I'll be honest I'm not a massive fan of lavender but I have used it in the past and I've just left a hanky with some essential oil with lavender beside my bed and I can smell it and sometimes that helps and sometimes it doesn't but I'm not a massive fan of lavender but some people really are and that is a a great um it's a great essential oil to help you I was going to say lavender reminds me of my granny and and, and mothballs yeah I don't love it yeah Sometimes it can help people. Sometimes you you like it. The other thing um, I would say overall for good sleep is try and get the best mattress you can and the best duvet and pillows you can um, that you can afford. Because because we spend a third of our, our time in bed, it's really worthwhile that we invest in some nice, good quality um, mattresses, and bed covers that are that keep you cool or warm, whatever you prefer. Having your window open, if that's what I prefer, having a window open, that sort of thing. Um, and I also I I bought myself a silk pillow, which was relatively inexpensive, but psychologically, I think that helps me sleep. I think that's so true, actually. That if you can say I'm treating myself in some way, this is special, this is going to help me sleep then, then it, it, it's, it makes a big difference. And the thing that I'm thinking of, you're talking about by yourself or doing but what do you do when you've got me who gets very hot in, in, in bed at night and then my husband who does not and then complains when I tip all the duvet on him? You know, the, there's all those differences that, that you have to take into account as well. So you could try, I mean, that, that's really hard. So you could try different... Um, different duvets, like if it's a double bed, then you could, you could potentially have a single duvet each. So that yeah, or or something like that, a lighter one. You can get one, yeah. So that 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 can help as well if you if you try, or if you just have a top sheet. Um, my mum always has a top a top sheet at the bottom. It's called a top sheet. Top sheet at the bottom, and then her duvet. So then, so um, you can just take the duvet off and just use a use the top sheet, which is which is much better and be, better for um, being cooler. But yeah. I know there's always going to be these debates, but if you if you invest in bearing in mind, and I'll reiterate, you spend a third of your your lifetime in your bed, invest in some really nice bed covers, good match, a very a, a good mattress, the best you can buy. Um, you can also get lovely room sprays as well that that are really nice. So it's worthwhile treating yourself to some lovely bed bedtime routine products that can help. Um, and as I say, reading for me helps a lot. I read the same old, old cookie books. I'm not even going to tell you how old they are. With no intention of cooking anything, it just helps me. If anyone's listened to, to the, the office banter where we talked about our favourite books, that was a conversation Heather and I had, um, both of us who, who read on Kindles. And, and the good thing about Kindles is that you, you fall asleep and they're still on the same page. You don't lose your pace. So. <laughs> Well, exactly. That's a good point. Yes. I, 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 yeah, I, I, when I am wanting to get to sleep and I don't, um, and I can't, but I don't want to start, I've always got about 15 books on the go all the time. But when I um, am looking to sleep, I always read my Dundee home craft book. 
and it's from something like 1937. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and and I, I was I was one of the things I was thinking about as well is um, you, you mentioned about smartphones and and about light and what about the right kind of curtains and blackout and things like that. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. That's it. So about investing in a really nice, as, as, as nice a bedroom, as relaxing as a bedroom as you can, get blackout curtains. Absolutely. We all have trouble sleeping um, in the summertime, largely because, um, and I do too, largely because I don't have blackout curtains, but it's really worth investing in something um, that will black out the light because that really, really helps. Or a sleep mask or something, um, which is a relatively inexpensive way of of Obviously, if you have a sleep mask, it's a relatively inexpensive way than, than going to buy brand new curtains. But it's really worthwhile investing in a really nice environment to sleep in. Um, and that means clearing clutter um, and, and just yeah, just having a nice nice bed covers. As I, I reiterate, nice mattresses. I bought myself a nice silk pillow, which was relatively inexpensive. Um, but it's really helped because it's quite cooling. That's great. That's great, uh, Vivian. Um, Katie, just a question to you. What do you, what do you have any tips for sleep that you use? My tips for sleep, uh, the, it's the screen time one. I, there are times if I'm playing a game sometimes and I get sucked in, I know if I that it's going to be at least half an hour, if not more, the before I can go to sleep. But I mean, my, my main one, I actually love the smell of lavender. So, so my main one is is a nice smell, a lavenderish smell, and and reading. That's that's what works best for me. Uh, although what I have done, I used to when I because I went through a phase of waking up a lot in the night and not being able to get back to sleep. And then I was reading and actually I think that kept me awake. So I, I now stop. I've stopped reading if I'm in, if it's in the middle of the night and I actually just lie and I just I just try and concentrate and do relaxing breathing or something like that. Just to focus on my breathing rather than anything else or noise. I think that's that's a really good technique as well. Um, and it's maybe something, and you've probably, I think you've already done this the podcast, but um, relaxation techniques when you're lying in your bed. So imagining your brain starting to slow down and imagining that your muscles are starting to relax and actually, and, and thinking about, right, okay, what, what does my body have to do? So this is what my body's doing. It's starting to relax and wind down. You have, you've, and, and, bearing in mind that you've you've done all your notepad you've done your notepad you've written things down um and starting to um actually physically imagine your body or sorry mentally imagine your body starting to relax your blood pressure starting and taking those lovely long deep breaths in through your nose out through your mouth right down to the bottom of your tummy will really really help you relax um, um i've actually started doing that with my daughter because um as I have been told that I deserve, I have a daughter that doesn't sleep particularly well and never has. And on the subject of reading, that's why I read that Kikri book because it doesn't take any thinking. You're absolutely right. Sometimes when you do read, um, mm -hmm. it, it can keep you awake. So I read the same book when I, I know that I need to sleep and I can't. I read the same book all the time. Um, and it's always beside my bed. So having some lovely things beside your bed. That What's help. about you, John? Have you got things that you've learnt along the way? Well, well, a couple. One is uh, I use an audiobook. Um, one that's just one I don't care about too much, um, and I, I think I've been using the, I've been using the same one for the last six months. 
I've never got beyond chapter mm-hmm. three. <laughs> and, and that kind of sends me to sleep. Um, um, the other thing is, um, if I'm really struggling, and I, I, what I do is I, I use a, um, a technique called the body scan. So it's a, it's a mindfulness um, practice. So just starting from the from the head, or you can start from the toes, and just noticing what sensations you have, and you just you just and I know that um, the carers that come along to our mindfulness group, a lot of them use that, and in fact we've renamed it. We call it meditation. So, so, oh, so it's it's a way of relaxing, and and some people find that very very helpful. Well, that was very very informative, Vivian. Thank you very much for um, thank you for coming along me. and. Uh, it, if you've got any resources, if you can send them on to us and we'll put them in the, uh, in the show notes. Sure. I mean, I absolutely, I didn't cover apps largely because um, sometimes they can cost money. Um, and But there are lots of apps out there. And also it, it uses a smartphone, which I, which doesn't help me, but there are lots of apps Um Sleep Scotland um, has some lovely, it's a website, some lovely um, different bits and bobs and also the Sleep Foundation. But I will put that on the website. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, give, I'll send that to you and you, you, they can have a look. And if there's anything else I can find as well, um, I'll great. let you know. So we could maybe suggest to our listeners, John, that they could use this to set them off to sleep in the night. They can listen to our podcast in the evening and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. And, and uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to comment which ones we should <laughs> recommend. I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, but again, uh, Vivian, thanks very much for 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 joining us, and uh, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much. Nice. Bye. Bye now. Okay, so uh, Katie, that's us uh, coming to the end of the of this episode. Um, uh, what have we got to, to look forward to in the near future? In the near future, well, we've got uh, the young carers are taking over again um, and they are going to be speaking to uh, someone from Young Scott who have a, a young carers package. And I'm trying to think what else. We've got lots of ideas, but we need people to tell us. Do you know, I was looking at the statistics as to who, what, which are the most popular uh, of the podcasts that, that we've done. And the most popular by far is the one we did with the young adult carers where they talked about their caring situation. So I, I know we've asked before, but I'm going to ask again that if there are any carers out there that would be willing to come on and talk to us about their caring role, that does seem to be something that people really relate to and, and enjoy listening to. So please get in touch if you'd be willing. We, we don't bite. You know, Vivian's come back for a second time. So obviously we're not too horrible. Um, <laughs> So get in touch if you'd be willing to talk to us. That's great, Katie. So that's us uh, at the end of the episode. And uh, I'd like to thank again uh, uh, Vivian for joining. And uh, so um, with that, I'd like to wish you all well. Enjoy the new freedoms you have. uh, But stay alert, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you next week. The views expressed in this podcast are solely the views of the individual and do not represent the views of Eastern Bancher Health and Social Care Partnership or the NHS.